I'm going to read to you this morning from John uh, 14, from verse 15. Jesus promises the Holy Spirit, If you love me, you will obey what I command, and I will ask the Father, and he will give you another, another comforter to be with you forever, the Spirit of truth. The world cannot accept him because it neither sees him nor knows him, but you know him. For he lives with you and will be in you. I will not leave you as orphans. I will come to you. Before long the world will not see me anymore. But you will see me. Because I live, you will live also. This is the word of God and we thank God for his word this morning. So this morning we continue our sermon series on the Holy Spirit. We've looked at the Holy Spirit as counsellor, as equipper as provider and today we're looking at the holy spirit as comforter what do you think of when you hear the word comforter comfortable comfy um yeah what makes you comfy what makes you comfortable what makes you um what is what are those things mean what is what makes you comfortable maybe it's a place i know in the world today uh surely there's there's a place that makes you comfortable um maybe it's uh, maybe it's a maybe it's some kind of furniture maybe it's something that um, that you like to eat makes you comfy makes you feel comfy um there's there's so many things uh, that we actually uh, can feel comfortable around. Maybe it's people. Maybe people make us feel comfortable. Or maybe it's comfortable to say nice things. Um, or hear nice things from other people. So today we're speaking about the Holy Spirit as our comforter. The paraclete. Or the paracletos uh, in um, in Greek, which means the one who walks beside, the one who comes beside. Now, the Paraclete has many uh, different and many, many different versions of the Bible. Actually, says some say uh, instead of uh, comforter, they use the word um, uh, they use the word advocate or counselor or helper. Um, and others use the one, uh, the other word, uh, comforter. And so maybe it is today we want to look and focus on comforter, because we've already looked at counselor. Um, and in all of the things that we've discussed, helper is always there. The and that's what a that's what a a comforter does too. Is he helps, he assists, he guides, he leads, he walks beside, he listens. He encourages all the things that we spoke about last week, actually. And I can't, I don't know if you can remember what Father stands for. Father stands for faith, available, teacher, helper, um, encourager, and resource. Butch, just thinking of you, brother. Um, but those things are still similar for, uh, for the comforter too, the Holy Spirit as comforter. And it's quite interesting because um, this is what, what, what Moody writes. 
um, when he talks about the Spirit. He writes, when the Spirit came to Moses, the plagues came upon Egypt, and he had the power to destroy men's lives. When the Spirit came upon Elijah, fire came down from heaven. When the Spirit came upon Joshua, he moved around the city of Jericho, and the whole city fell into his hands. But when the Spirit came upon the Son of Man, He gave His life. He healed the brokenhearted. When the Spirit came, uh, comes into the believer, He makes Christ dearer, he, heaven nearer, and the Word of God clearer. Isn't that beautiful? It says, when the Spirit comes into the believer, He makes Christ dearer, heaven nearer, and the word of God clearer. Hey, that's what we're talking about today. We're talking about the comforter. We're talking about the Holy Spirit um, as comforter. Now, when I was young, um, my grand on my mom's side, uh, Oma Lies, she passed away. And... It was a very trying time for my mom to go get over the loss of her mom. And at that time, my Auntie Katie, she was my great auntie. Um, she's, the, she's my dad's uh, mom's sister. So my, my dad's auntie, my great auntie. Uh, and it was just this lady. Uh, she was the eldest of everybody, uh, obviously. Um, and she made this effort. She wasn't the most liked person because she said it as it is. You know those ladies. Uh, we have. Uh, you, you don't mess with those ladies. They 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 come and they tell you exactly this is how it's going to happen and this is what's going to be done. You don't have a choice but to listen. Anyway, Granny, uh, oh my lies died, and uh, Auntie Katie decided to move into our house. One of us had to give, I can't remember uh, who had to give up their bed. It was either myself or my brother. But Auntie Katie moved into one of our rooms and there she stayed for two weeks. There she stayed looking after my mom, making sure that she was okay, making sure that um, she was just, uh, that she had somebody to talk to. Des and myself, my brother and myself had to go to school. Uh, so we weren't always there. But Auntie Katie was there. She made food. She made. Uh, she looked after my mom. She made sure that we got to school on time. Um, and taking the burden off of my mom having to do anything. Because my mom was devastated. My mom was devastated. She lost her mom. Um, she was in pain. She was grieving. Um, and she just wasn't lacking. And here's on to Katie. She smoked like a chimney, but um, she she came and stayed with us. And it was probably, and I think back now, and that's what the Comforter does too. He stays with us when there's there's a heartache or when there's pain. But you see, on Katie was never able to fulfill. Um, that thing that was, was empty in my mom's heart. And yet she did her best 
And it reminds me of that scripture we read this morning of 2 Corinthians, where it says, Praise be to God and Father, our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of compassion and the God of all comfort, who comforts, who comforts us in all our troubles, so that we can comfort those in any trouble with the comfort we ourselves receive from God. Isn't that quite amazing? Is that? And I think of Auntie Katie and I think, hey, here was a lady, she wasn't very religious, but yeah, she had this compassion for my mom and she knew what it felt like to lose her mom. And yeah, she was going to stay with us <laughs> um, just to be some kind of comfort. And I think about it today and I think, wow, Aunt Katie, what an amazing thing you did. I don't know if she worked at the time. I can't remember. I can't recall. But all I know is that she looked after my mom and my dad and my brother and myself. She comforted us. She played games with us. She, she did all kinds of stuff um, just to make our lives so much easier. And I think that's what, what the comforter does too. You see, when Jesus was talking, about, uh, talking to the disciples in John 14, 16 to 21, he was telling them that if they, um, if they obeyed, um, I will ask the Father to send the Comforter to you. And I will not leave you as orphans, making sure that there was somebody to look after you. To feed you, to to encourage you, to love you, to care about you. <laughs> the comforter's work is the following. To soothe in a time of grief, like um, Aunt Katie to my mom. To relieve affliction. To encourage. To satisfy bodily or physical needs. To strengthen by inspiring with hope. To relieve worry or mental anguish. To lessen or remove pain, hardship or discomfort. All these things the Holy Spirit came to do. And isn't it true that that's what Jesus came to do too? Jesus came to tell us the good news, um, to bring good news to the poor. <laughs> but you can't divide God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. They are all one. They are the ones that, uh, in, in God, who is the Trinity, their biggest desire for us is to comfort us, to make sure that we are okay. Yes, we need to be obedient. Yes, we need to obey. Yes, we need to um, be diligent in what we do. Yes, we need to be able to witness to, uh, to others about God. But ultimately, the Holy Spirit wants us to be able to feel comfort and no more pain. The worst thing is going to a funeral um, and not having the words to say to somebody. Have you ever felt that? Somebody dies in an accident and 
you don't have the words to say, or somebody dies a natural death, um, and you don't have the words to say, I'm sorry. And all you can do is be in the presence. All you can do is be there. But it's only through the Holy Spirit who's able to bring comfort, who's able to bring peace, who's able to bring um, change from what was to what is. Do you mind, Katie? Um, <laughs> she tried her best, her utmost, to be able to to just guide us. And she did a fantastic job. But I often think about that when she came to visit. She's passed away now. And a lot of people only remember the bad things about Aunt Katie. But I remember those good things too. So I don't want to talk much um, today. But here's what the, the Comforter really does. The Comforter picks us up when we are down. It, it gives us confidence to be brave, to face the world without our loved ones. The Comforter directs us which way uh, we need to go, especially when we are broken. When we feel abandoned, you see the Comforter embraces us, never leaving us alone, never leaving our side, no matter what, until we feel better again. And Katie left us because she had to go and do other things. But the Holy Spirit, the Comforter, He continues to work in us. He continues to, to heal that broken heart of my mom for her mom. Yes, we still, she still loves and she still dearly misses her, her mom, Granny Lies. But she... The, the healing has started and the Comforter has brought that healing upon her uh, to move on with life. This is going back years ago. So in life itself, it has taken, it has progressed, but she's at peace with what has happened. And that's what the Comforter does. He brought peace to the, to the disciples saying, it's okay. Jesus, you can go. We have another comforter that will come. And that's what Jesus promises, that you will never be orphaned. Because when we become orphans, we lose our home. We lose our comfort of, of, of our society. We lose our comfort of, being, of having parents, of being looked after. And that's what Jesus says, hey, I'm not going to leave you alone. I'm sending you a comforter, somebody that will be there, somebody to help you up, somebody that will walk with you, somebody that will defend you, somebody that will give you the words to say, somebody that will never leave you lying on the ground, that will always be there to pick you up. In any situation, in every situation, whatever your need is, the comforter will be there to do just that. So here's the question for you. Have you received the comforter yet? Have you made a plan 
Have you actually sat down with Jesus and said, Lord, I need you to send me the comforter. Holy Spirit, come to me now. I need to be comforted today, Lord. I'm broken. I've lost a loved one. My dear partner, I've lost. I'm struggling, Lord, because I'm alone. I'm struggling, Lord, because of this COVID-19. I can't go, go to my family, Lord. Maybe that's how you're feeling right now. Maybe you're so frustrated that you just want to, you know, I, I, I'm not going to pull my hair, but maybe that's what you want to do. Okay. But maybe it is because you need the comforter today. Your desire is to have the Holy Spirit to bring you through this financial difficulty, to bring you through the situation where you have maybe lost your job because of COVID-19, because of the government closing down. And maybe you are disappointed with the government. Maybe you are disappointed with your family. Maybe you feel that they've left you in this situation. And maybe you need that comforter. So I'm asking you, do you know Jesus Christ? Because when you know Jesus Christ, you believe in Jesus, and when you give your heart over to Jesus, you are then reborn. But you need to ask for the Holy Spirit, and I'm asking you today, do you want the Holy Spirit? Aunt Katie, God bless her soul. She did, tried her best, and I know my mom appreciated it, and I know my dad appreciated it too, because it took that hard work that he might have needed to do, and she made it just so much easier for all of us. And I pray the Holy Spirit can do that for you too. Let us pray. Lord, send your spirit today. If you're sitting there today and you need the Holy Spirit, I'm asking Holy Spirit that you will fill those hearts today. That you will fill every single person that desires you today. Every single person that needs some direction, Lord. Every single person that needs to be picked up because they are hurting, Lord. We pray, Lord, that you will, Holy Spirit, that you will fill those people that ask you now to be filled, Lord. To bring comfort, to bring embracing, to bring just upliftment, to bring direction as to where to go from here, Lord. Lord, we pray that you be with those people that desire you most today. Holy Spirit, fill your people. In Jesus' name. Lord, why is it that this world of yours 
is at the mercy of our human limitations, our blind decision-making, our voracious greed. We find it hard to understand, but we pray for those who are the victims of flawed governments, the victims of the, their rulers, limited wisdom, limited goodness, limited justice, limited compassion, victims of their own powerless. We pray your spirit may blow into the world, stirring up the heart of leaders and people, that they may be prepared to work and to suffer to create peaceful and a just society. Lord, send your Holy Spirit. Lord, why is it that our family of humankind have limited their sensitivity and love by hardening their hearts against one another? We find it hard to understand, but we pray for those who are the victims of our limited love, the victims of famine, the victim of intolerance, the victim of warfare, the victim of poverty, the victim of this COVID-19, the victims of their needs for others. We pray that the Spirit may inspire the world warming up cold hearts to, so that leaders and people may be prepared to sacrifice what they do not really need in order to give others life. Lord, send your Holy Spirit. Lord, we do the people of the church, uh, your church, those who should know and love you best, often appear lukewarm to others and to you. We find it hard to understand. But we pray for those who are the victims of our reserve, the young and the searching, the stranger in the pew, those who do not fit in, our own fellowship, victims of a timidity about it entering real life. We pray that your spirit may breathe fresh courage and assurance into the church so that the leaders and the people may bring the love of God into the lives of many. Lord, send us your Holy Spirit, that our lives may glorify you. Lord, why is it that the lives of so many are limited by illness and handicaps, by faults of character, by earthly death? We find it hard to understand. But we pray for those who are the victims of such limitations, those with frustrated lives, the sick, the dying, those handicapped by physical, mental and emotional limitations, the embittered, embittered, the guilty and the regretful, and for all those who love and care for them. We pray for those who have lost people they love, for those who are ill or housebound, we pray, Lord, that your Spirit may come and bring a new sense of freedom in their lives, the freedom that comes from knowing we are loved and accepted by you. Lord, send your Holy Spirit in the name of him who returned to the Father in order that his human limitations might be changed into the freedom of the Holy Spirit, our risen Lord and Saviour, Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen.